all listening to Front and Center, where we talk about San Antonio College news updates. We also talk about the community because we are the community. Joined here this morning with Dr. Nadine Gonzalez de Jesus, San Antonio College President. Good morning. Good morning, Hutmustard. How are you today? Fantastic. Today is a beautiful day. Warm, of course, because we are in Texas and that's how it's supposed to be. Yes. Texas summer. (laughs) (laughs) Have you adapted well moving from the north down here to Texas? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, It's just a matter of making sure I'm taking care of myself, drinking lots and lots of water, right? And remaining in the shade as much as possible. Indoors for me. Indoors for you. (laughs) Now, I noticed, though, that if I want to jog or walk around, I'm going to have to either do it late in the evening or early, early in the morning to ensure that I don't um, overexhaust myself with the the, uh, warmth and the heat and all of that. Yes. So talking about exercise, have you exercised lately? Um, I cut my grass about once a week. Well, I, that's I would, good. I would consider that exercise. Yes, indeed. Um, hovering over the barbecue pit for about three hours, I consider that exercise as well. That is very <laughs> good. Exercise for the, for the mouth, right? Yes. <laughs> well, actually, today we're going to talk about a different type of exercise. We're going to talk about how do we actually exercise our muscles to lead. And with that, I would like to go ahead and introduce Paul Manchin. He is the Executive Director of Professional Development at the Hispanic Association of Colleges and Universities, also known as HACU, H-A-C-U. And we also have Dr. Joanne Jaimes. She is the Director of Teaching and Learning at San Antonio College. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. So, Paul, uh, could you tell us a little bit about your role at HACU? Yes. So, uh, as the executive director uh, for the Institute of Professional Development and Leadership, my responsibility is to uh, create uh, content courses, um, facilitate um, gathering presenters and everything, all of it leaning towards providing developmental experiences for our member uh, folks that work at our member institutions. And right now, uh, we have over 500 um, colleges and universities that are uh, members of HAKU right now. And so that being said, there's a lot of individuals that work there um, that need this professional development at all levels. I know we're going to talk about um, uh, L'Academia de La Rasco uh, today, which is our executive level program, but we have others too. And and what we're hoping to do is to build a, a, um, a, a pipeline of development as we progress in the years. So that's my job. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. That is indeed a very important role. Thank you. Yes. You have, the, uh, you have a lot of folks uh, uh, within your scope of, um, of responsibility that really uh, your job is really to entail to to ensure that those that are going to be part of the academies to be able to lead yes 
uh, that they can learn, right? Yes, exactly. And what are what are some of the things that they learn so that they can apply it uh, with their teams? Well, a lot of it uh, is sort of the the, the 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 things that you would think that individuals would want to know. Uh, there's different uh, aspects of of leadership development in and of itself, leadership theory. So we kind of cover those things, even though at executive level uh, they would have had some uh, exposure before, but not all the times. Uh, then we cover uh, a lot of things around cultural competency. Um, we're, we're talking a lot this time uh, currently about uh, issues of compassionate leadership. Um, we bring in um, uh, current and former presidents and other uh, executive level individuals that bring in a lot of their personal uh, experience, a lot of mentor uh, mentorship moments and that kind of thing. We do talk about sort of the traditional accreditation um, um, issues around academic affairs management, student affairs management, um, some of the auxiliary services that happen in and around the colleges and universities. We even bring in individuals who are not part of uh, of higher education institution to sort of diversify, uh, to talk about their leadership experiences, uh, because at some point, some of these individuals may decide to, to retire from higher ed and move on uh, to the corporate side. And so we'd like to bring in a little bit of that, too. So I think one of the main things that we talk about are issues of international education, global issues and things. In fact, um, our third seminar is focused just on that, and uh, we spent about three days um, uh, on site, we just came from Guadalajara, Mexico, uh, where Joan was at with us this year. Uh, next year, we'll be going to Santa Monica, Spain, and we really uh, dig in uh, to around uh, and around those issues. So I think that particular seminar sets us apart from some of the other things you may see happening around leadership development. Wow. So you not only do your work here in the States, uh, yeah. on the state side, but you also do it abroad. Yes, ma'am. And, and, and I love the fact that you bring a, di- a diversity of, of views to the discussion, right? Not just those who are right now working in higher ed, yes. those who are perhaps thinking about coming back to higher ed or yes. coming in for the first time to higher ed. So, yes. for example, some of those might be uh, in finance, right? Absolutely. Yes. Finance. Um, yeah, budgeting, uh, r- r- research and development. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk about issues around innovation mm-hmm. and, and what that means and what that looks like. Um, we talk about uh, diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. Uh, there's a lot going on around uh, that space uh, nowadays, and so we're spending uh, a fair amount of time uh, doing that. And I think just bringing in uh, a variety of, of faculty presenters mm-hmm. um, uh, helps uh to, to sort of diversify sort of the, the discussion. Excellent, excellent. So. so with that said, I know that Joan, uh, <laughs> she just came from Guadalajara, <laughs> Mexico. Could you tell us a bit about your experience with Academia de Liderazgo? Thank you. Um, that was a very fun experience. It, it helped me to learn more about the connections. It helped me to see the similarities between our systems, our K-12 Um, and university systems here in the U.S. versus in Mexico. Um, I really enjoyed the labs, especially at Universidad Autónoma, um, where you could see um, everything that I was imagining when I was there is here I help faculty to align their course learning objectives, for example. And there they were doing it, but in a lab. So it was really 
important to see that because right now we are working with different uh, projects where we are trying to turn the classroom around and and make sure that the students are doing. Um, so when I was looking at the labs, there was a lab, for example, about the study of light and the decibels or the volume is how I imagined it, of light and how um, different brightness can help patients recover faster. So here I was looking at my imaginary course map for a, a regular course and how it would be a lot funner and more engaging for students to actually work this in the lab versus in writing. Um, so it was it was an excellent experience. We got to see uh, their leadership styles. We got to see the the networking where it's a little different and más cálido, like a warmer, um, very more what I'm used to versus what we see here in in the U.S. So it was overall an an awesome experience. That's wonderful. Thank you for sharing your experience. Joan, I'm, I'm wondering if you could share a bit about uh, your experience uh, as you were uh, applying and how were you uh, selected? How do you find out about the Academy of Leadership? Haku does a really good job of connecting with current leaders in all levels of institutions. They don't only reach out to current member institutions that are Hispanic-serving institutions, um, but I heard about Haku, and I've been attending Haku since I was in Iowa, because we learn about the colleges and universities that are already doing uh, programs that and practices that work to increase success for Latino students. Every year, Haku does a call out with their uh, future conferences and events. And, and one of these call outs was for the La Academia de Liderazgo. And um, really, they have requirements about the um, perfect audience to apply or applicants. And there are several requirements, one of which was... Um, of course, my CV, my letter of intent, and then a nomination letter from uh, the president of the current institution, which at that time uh, was Dr. Vela. The application process, I think it was in December, and then we found out like in May, maybe? Yeah, we, we open it up uh, beginning uh, in January most years, and then it will go through the end of April. Uh, that application is found online, and so our next cohort will, will be uh, recruiting starting January. We do have some minimum requirements uh, around years of experience um, and certain supervisory levels that we look for. And then we have a, a small committee uh, that looks at the applications, and we're looking to select our brightest and best, like Joan here. And... Um, and then we start uh, the, the whole communication. We do market and advertise, as Joan mentioned, um, to our member colleges and universities. But we also do some general marketing um, out there in the, in, the, uh, in the marketing space, if you will. And, uh, again, looking for the brightest and best folks that can, be, uh, that can lead our Hispanic serving and other institutions. Uh, the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, ACE, uh, the American Council of Education, does a study. Uh, they did one in 2016 and found that of all of the presidents and CEOs across the U.S., uh, only about 4% were of Hispanic descent. 
Um, they just uh, released the study here uh, earlier this year. Not much has changed. Even with, and Haku has had their Leadership Academy on board for uh, we're going into our fifth year now. So there's a lot of work to be done out in that space to make sure that as our students, uh, as the, the number of, of Hispanic students increase, so do the number of individuals of the same descent. So that way when these folks go to these colleges and universities, they can see individuals that look like them. And so that's what really our, our mission and, and vision is about in that space. That's wonderful. Um, if you want to find out more about Haku, please go to ksym.org. That is, again, ksym.org, and click on the tab that says Haku, H-A-C-U, also known as Hispanic Association of Colleges and Universities. I want to chat a bit more about um, those in executive administration, right? And I understand that the report that just came out from ACE, um, they were, um, they also talked about a bit about the impact of not just race and ethnicity, but also the impact of gender and gender relations in executive administration. What are your thoughts about that, Joan? Um, I think that is a very important topic. Uh, I think in in the U.S., for example, we do see a lot of women succeeding in mid-level positions as well as students. We see a lot of our students that are uh, predominantly females. Um, we are currently, there are a, a few initiatives here at SAC where we are trying to increase uh, and be more intentional are increasing the success of our male students to get them up to uh, par with um, females. Um, as far as um, leadership in other countries, well, we saw right now in, in Mexico, um, in, one, you know, in one of the two universities that we visited, it was, um, I think it was like out of the seven, maybe it was like seven or eight administrators, only one of them was female. Um, and that's just the way it is at that university. At the other university, it was all female except for one male. That's interesting. All female except one male. And then on the other side, you only saw all male and one female. <laughs> Did you ever ask why? Did you ever ask the, um, about the mission of the institutions and the vision? <laughs> the the second university was um, I think it was it was a private university, and um, that's basically how it is. That's just how that culture and that university is. Sure, sure. I'm wondering how things are here in the U.S. Though, how do we intentionally ensure that our boards and also our administration is diverse, right? not just with men and women, but diverse um, with ethnicities and races and points of view and perspectives. I think it's important that in order for us to lead our, inst our institutions um, to, so that our students can become the citizens that we need them to be in our world, um, we need to ensure that we create pathways so that those that want to rise up and lead can do that. But how do we ensure that, Paul? How do we ensure that? Well, I think one of the ways, I was listening to a, a webinar just last week uh, through the Center for Creative Leadership, and one of the things that 
was brought out is that you have to, as an organization or corporation, you know, you have to measure and track those things. A lot of uh, entities will say that they're interested in sort of increasing uh, around this ethnicity or this gender, but then they don't track it and measure it and then come up with strategies and place things in their strategic plan that's going to get them to that end state. And so, uh, for example, for us at Haku, uh, we have tried to be intentional about increasing the representation of, of women. If you look at just our our, our uh, organization in and of itself, the number of women that we have uh, uh, in executive leadership positions at Haku, uh, I think we've been intentional uh, in our own space uh, as it relates to our developmental um, for example, last year, this, this past cohort that Joan was in, we had 38 uh, fellows. And out of those 38 fellows, uh, I believe it was 27 of them were, were women. And so uh, we have tried to be intentional about making sure that there's more than a fair uh, representation to sort of help build that, that, that skills gap. Uh, the other thing that we're doing is that we have, uh, as one of our pre-conferences starting this year, uh, we're having what's called a, a Women's Leadership Symposium. This is the first year uh, that we're hosting it. And right now, we're almost at capacity of what we hope. We're having to look for a larger space. And I think that's very telling that the, the women, the, the females that are out there that are looking for, hungry for leadership opportunity, and they're willing to step up and to say, well, if you want me to take this course, if that's what it takes, to, you know, then I'm going to be first in line. So, uh, you know, that's sort of telling to me uh, about, you know, who's out there and who's wanting to serve in these positions. So, And if I wanted to be part of the symposium, what could I do? Uh, so you can go out there to uh, www.haku.net and um, search for our annual conference. And when you get to our annual conference page, you'll see the list of all our pre- and post-conferences. And one of those will be uh, the Women's Leadership Symposium. We also have our, our Dean's Forum that's been around for 12 years and our Latino Higher Education Leadership Institute that is in its 22nd year. Again, uh, Haku is trying to build a, a pipeline of development as it relates to our professional folks that work at these institutions. That's great. I also understand that all, all roads lead to <laughs> Chicago, Illinois on October 28th to the yes. 30th. And why is that? Why? Because is we're going to have the conference. Absolutely. The, the annual, annual conference. The annual conference is going to be there this year. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the preparation has been on their way just as soon as we uh, uh, wrapped up last year's conference. And so we're going uh, gangbusters. Uh, registration is out there. There's already people uh, that are are registering for the conference. Uh, we're going to have uh, seven different uh, tracks. One of those will be a leadership and development track. Uh, and uh, it's going to be very exciting. I encourage folks to go out there and have a look and, and see. Uh, there should, they should be able to find something out there that would interest them. That's great. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. So, Joan, let me ask you this. Um, you just came back from Mexico, right? And, and you were part of this wonderful event. Was it for a week or two or two weeks? The it, training academy. It was for a week. It was Tuesday through Friday. Tuesday through Friday. So you spent an, an entire week. You observed a few things. Lots and lots of, of new stuff. Now, let me ask you, from all of the things that you observed and everything that you learned, how is that going to help you in your role as a director 
through the year-long experience um, with La Academia. So it was three in-person events. Um, and then um, I believe it was, I don't know, like three or four webinars? We had six, uh, oh, webinars. six webinars. Um, the way I, I think of it is, I, I think of it in Spanish. It's uh, una capacitación. And it's difficult to, to translate that in English because it's it's like equipping uh, a person with the right tools. So with the skills and abilities to network, um, to know the data, to translate the data uh, in order to better serve all students with intentional practices to increase the success for Latino students. So seeing how other leaders lead their institutions, uh, seeing how, um, how they manage their time, um, how we are being more um, connected with compassionate practices. I think overall that that was my experience, you know, learning how to, to be a, a better leader, a better team player to increase student success. Hot Mustard, any thoughts about what you've heard this morning? Uh, it, it sounds great. It's, it sounds like a, a program that's geared towards funneling uh, underrepresented students into ba the middle class, if I might say. Yes, absolutely. And there's this network of leaders uh, that can help these students. What kind of student programs are, are available for students? So uh, on the student side, uh, there's a variety of, of programs, uh, internship programs. Uh, we have about s over 70 corporate and uh, federal partners uh, who provide grants uh, for these internships. Um, we call it uh, HNIP for short. Students can go out there again to Haku. They can, they can look and search, particularly around uh, uh, their academic programs and get something so that way they can get some experiential learning um, in and around things that, that might interest them. These internship programs actually go all year uh, around, uh, if you will. Uh, we do have some special grant projects, one of them around financial literacy, uh, partnering with the USAA. But there are several other. That's just an example of one of them. I would encourage folks to go out there and, and shop around to find something that's going to fit with their uh, personal and professional aspirations. And I think that's important as well. You, you have to show possibilities, you know, because coming from the inner west side myself, I, I didn't know working in the position I'm at now here at San Antonio College was even possible. You know, I, yeah. I was doing fast food and gas station work, you know, which <laughs> yeah. was fun. But right. I, I, I didn't see the potential myself because I didn't even know it was there. It was even possible. We even have a job board, uh, our Pro Latelitento uh, job board uh, that's out there uh, that folks can look. And um, we have a. Uh, you know, job uh, postings that are actually out there that you can look at as well. So the resources that you can receive from going to the haku.net website are immense. My, um, I really would like to go ahead and encourage you for you to go ahead and click on haku.net or simply go to ksym.org. Again, that is ksym. Dot org, and click on the tab that says Haku, H-A-C-U, and you'll find out more about how to get involved, you know, ways for you to get involved, and also share that information with others who might benefit 
from the information that you'll share with them for students and also for individuals who want to get into roles of leadership. And you and if you are already someone who would like to lead or leads at this point and you want to find out more about how to diversify your style and how to lead others and develop others, Haku.net has the tools and the resources that you need for you to get involved, informed, and also train yourself as well as train others who are coming up with you. Remember, I always believe that if you are at the top, it is your responsibility to seek ways, sponsor and mentor others. I say that you mentor others behind closed doors, but you sponsor others out in the open. You want to be at the table with those that are going to mention your name when there are opportunities that are going to come up. You want to really get to know those who are not just going to mentor you and coach you behind closed doors, but those who are also going to be in the line of fire for you so that if there's an opportunity or if there is a way for others to find out more about the work that others are doing, that's sponsored. When you, in an open way, you mention someone's name in a good way so that others know that the work that they're doing is of benefit, not just to you, but to the rest of the institution. And at this point, I really would like for us to close with one last word, both from uh, Joan and Paul. Thank you very much for the opportunity um, to be here. And um, I'm, I'm really grateful to San Antonio College for the support, uh, for the sponsorship, and grateful to Haku for the opportunity and the experiences. Well, again, thank you for, for the opportunity. Um, Haku has been around since 1986. Uh, we wouldn't have been able to be in existence had it not been for um, our uh, member uh, colleges and universities like San Antonio College and, and others. Thank you for this opportunity. This is Front and Center, recorded at the KSYM Studios on the San Antonio College campus. Front and Center is available on Spotify Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and airs Monday mornings at 8.30 on KSYM 90.1 FM in San Antonio. More information on Front and Center is online at ksym.org.